Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, it was us, basically, wasn't having a bit of a chat. That's right. Uh, Martin, ground. Martin Kellner came in. He was very good. Yes. Should we just crack on with it? Because that's what it is. And we've got some clips at the end. And we've got some clips of the listeners. Uh, Andy's cruel clips from Fisherman's Blues. But anyway, here's today's uh, best bits. We got a story in the sun this morning about a, a couple of advertised for a nanny who is also an ex-football coach or yeah. ex-professional football. Well, why don't they try and get nanny? <laughs> Somebody suggested that. It's, yeah. it's true. One bloke Two birds one, one stone. There's only one person with the job, ex-Manchester United player, nanny. Yeah. Right. I thought, what about Mary Papans? Mary- oh, <laughs> oh, come, come on. on. <laughs> Let's have your sporting nannies. There aren't any more, are there? Let's be well, I, that's, I, that's I guarantee it. our listeners will come up with yeah. at least one or two. That's right. Uh, what else have I got here? Um... Oh yeah, this is a, it's it's a court, it's a live court case. I won't comment on the case at all, but it's mm. a bit of tabloid ease where uh, a man has been alleged to have thrown a pie onto a pitch, yeah. steak pie, and it's described at Stamford Bridge, and it's described allegedly. He said he allegedly hurled the two pound fifty steak treat. Yeah, of course. I've eaten the pies at Chelsea. None, they could definitely not be described as a treat. It's a steak treat. <laughs> definitely not. No. You know, sometimes you read something and then it, your eye catches it because it's a foot. You know the way you speed read the papers I yeah. the same thing. you're looking for bits of football hmm. so I see Bradley Dack's name and then I see Olivia in salute to cops and it says Olivia thank police for finding her two stolen cars and who's mention, Olivia well it was turned out to be Olivia Atwood but for some reason I read it as Olivia Coleman so I actually out loud went it's Olivia Coleman going out with Bradley Dack of Blackburn. You've completely confused me there. Where, where did Bradley Dack turn up in that story? She's the boy. He's the boyfriend of Olivia Atwood. Oh, I can't. You didn't say that. <laughs> no, you never but said. I got confused completely. Well, really the, well if you were really confused, what chance have we got? No chance whatsoever. <laughs> I'm also. <laughs> I've also worked out that if you want to make Vladimir Putin less intimidating, if you give him a George Berry hairstyle from <clears throat> from the seventies, you've drawn that on. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He does look. He does look less menacing, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I can see that. I mean, you've just got to soften, soften the features a bit. I mean, I think it does that job. It probably does, really. Um, the tennis. What about oh, the, tennis? the tennis? Why is it always in the Australian Open? I mean, when did it? I mean, it's been happening for a long time. This. I mean, Lisa O'Sullivan used to report back in the day. She'd say, "Oh, it's three fifteen in the morning here, and we've still got a set to go." I know. I mean, if you can't fit all the games in. What's the? I mean, again, well, why yeah, can't why can't they? They they do it at Wimbledon. They do it in France. Well, they, they do it at the US. I think it's a bit a bit like a night of boxing. You know, it's fairly it's quite difficult. If they all go, um, 
if they'll go sort of 12, 15 rounds in some cases, you've got problems. Everything runs late. It's a bit like that with the tennis. They had quite a lot of five-set games, which meant Jana Conta was uh, playing at sort of three o'clock in the morning and losing at three o'clock in the morning. They couldn't go on one of the courts, uh, court three, because it was covered in seagull droppings and it would take longer to clean off. Uh, they would have done to have got on the court they finally played It's too on. late to start playing, though. Which well, can't be late. healthy, can it? And if you've been awake all day and you're waiting to play and then you don't start playing until gone midnight, I, I went to a, a Boca game mm. in Argentina that didn't kick off till 9.45. Yeah. And that is late. I mean, that is... I saw know, a Barca game that kicked off at 9.30. You saw it by the time it's finished. It is, by the time you get back, it is about 1 o'clock But in the that's morning. a cultural thing, isn't yeah, it? You it know, is. Pete, on a Saturday evening, you know, you were leaving the stadium mm. at about half past 11... And there were thousands of people on the streets just having a walk about and something to eat. So that's a culture. You probably yeah. wouldn't do that in, no. in this country, no, of course. No, not, not in the winter either. And uh, one from the court circular. Uh, the Countess of Wessex this afternoon received General Sir Gordon Messenger, Vice Chief of Defence Staff at St James's Palace. And apparently she didn't like what he had to say, but don't shoot the messenger. Very good. Thank you very much. <clears throat> very good. Did you um, did you watch any football last night? There was no football to watch, was no, there? No, but um, I did watch a Silent Witness. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, do you know about Jonathan uh, Wilson, the <clears throat> football writer, has an obsession <clears throat> with football references? Yeah. Within Silent Witness. Oh, okay. He yes, I've heard about this. He collects yeah. them. I think he actually even, I think he's charts. What do you call that when you sort of like have a chart Venn diagram? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of anyway, there, there was a reference to a, a team, in, I think, in Hungary or Romania, yeah. uh, which he then disputed on Twitter that actually even existed. But there you go. Um, so I watched that. I cannot believe this, but I we just hmm. threw away the idea of, come on, let's have your footballing nannies, <laughs> because someone's would. looking for a nanny to teach their kids. Harlessness are brilliant. You know that. They're all basically variations on a um, theme, most of these. We've got Nanny McFeelan from Mark, the Arsenal <laughs> fan. Um, we've also got uh, Nanny McTransfer fee from our old mate Crackers, <laughs> afternoon Crackers. Um, what else have we got? We've got. Are we Phil- bothering to send crackers to the Spurs training ground this year? Well, if he wants to, <laughs> if he wants to, he's very welcome. Colin, or sorry, uh, Colin gives us um, Philippe Opair. If you're looking for journalists, <laughs> and uh, Opair Emric Abamyang, yeah, says not Michael, bad. Not bad. and uh, Jean-Pierre Poppins from Mark Fillmore. <laughs> well, that's true. And uh, Barry. Banan from uh, Jamie uh, Allen. Oh, well done. That was in a matter of seconds. A lot of your good work. And oh, what about this one? Paddy says, uh, sticking with Manchester, ex-Manchester United players and Portuguese players, what about Baby Sitter? Remember him? <laughs> yeah, like they signed and yeah. didn't train on. No, exactly. So there we are. Thank you for all of those. We've probably exhausted those, I would guess. But Oh, yeah. Dirk Kautfire. Well done, oh, Joe. Very good. good. Work, I was trying Joe. to think of a Mrs. Doubtfire one, and I couldn't think yeah. of it. Well done. Now, uh, you know, we talked yesterday about the Premier League uh, chief executive job. That no, you know, nobody nobody fancies the job. The, the latest person in the frame is somebody we know. It's Dawn Airy from Channel 5. What about that? Uh, Dawn <clears> Airy, <throat> she is a very <clears throat> impressive woman. I, yeah. I, she commissioned a series that you and I produced <clears throat> for Jenny Eclair, and uh, and she is a, you know knows a lot about telly and all that stuff. Yeah. But she, I don't know, she really impressed me, because at the end of the series he decided to have a lunch yeah. for everybody involved and we all turned up at the restaurant and we were sitting there and she was she was running quite late mm. but as she arrived in the restaurant simultaneously the waiter yeah brought her food wow. and just put it down on the table because she had pre-ordered ahead she'd phoned ahead phoned ahead and time we still hadn't even ordered <laughs> it was brilliant 
So, yeah. So, so there she, you go. So she... <laughs> that, <laughs> that was impressive. That is that. impressive, isn't it? I mean, anybody has a meeting with her. I mean, yeah. it's great. Forward planning is what you need in a position like the Premier <laughs> League. Isn't it? You know, so phoning Ed and choosing your dinner before you get there. She used to like a stogie as well, if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't she like a what, bit a of a... cigar? She used to like a stogie. I'm, I'm like imagining that. I think, but no. Oh, that's possible. Well, that would look... See, that would look great in the world of football. The stogie could be back, couldn't it? She wore a camel coat. Yeah, she didn't think so. like Eric Hall. No, she's not. Anyway, yes, interesting. Well, good luck to her. She was, yeah. very, she was very good at well, her job. It's just so. a rumour sure she's still in the frame, but I don't know. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've had a number of um, the uh, different nanny puns coming hmm. in, Andy. Yeah. Right at the end of that, um, from one of the listeners, who just says, have you got the results for today's Big Bash cricket, please? <laughs> well, I, I could save you the trouble. I would imagine. Was there a game? Because the Hobart Australia... Hurricanes. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Beg your yeah, I've played Perth Scorchers. <clears throat> Oh, right, because um, Australia were playing India in the in a one-day, day-nighter. So. And Hobart won by four wickets, three balls remaining. So well, that's, that's helpful. A, that's actually quite a close game. Most yeah, of the games yeah, yeah. have not been close at all. Yeah, so there, there we are. We, uh, You are fully hmm. informed, whoever that was. Well done. So, Andy, what do you have for us? Yes, I'm quite excited because tonight I'm going to go and see the legendary uh, com- comedian and magician Jerry Sadowitz. Oh, wow, okay. And um, But? But, <laughs> and we're sitting in the front row, so we're, oh. we're going to get a verbal drubbing. Yes. <laughs> I've seen him on loads of occasions, and he, uh, he's picked on us before, but you've got to laugh at it. Do you get involved in some of his tricks? Well, just watching them. No, he doesn't really. He doesn't get you to pick a no. card or anything? Oh, no, no, not generally. But he's a brilliant magician. Oh, no, he is very good, and yeah. a brilliant comedian, but obviously he can never appear on radio or television. Quite quite sweary. Quite and swear. some of the subject matter <laughs> of his material. It's not just the swearing. No, it's, 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 it's the subject matter. It's the subject matter. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. that's right. I'm I'm hardcore. I like that sort of thing. You know, I say, if somebody kind of speed read this from mm. a showbiz website, they could have that and didn't quite take it in because I've got a story here that says like Ma- Bradley Dack and Olivia Colman. A bit like you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Madonna's been taken to a farm after she attacked Taylor Swift in oh, Edinburgh, really? Scotland. Yeah. No, what happened? Yeah, so Madonna has attacked Taylor in Edinburgh and has been taken to a farm because of it. But if you don't read the first <laughs> sentence, which is a school which named its hens after singers. <laughs> Sent Madonna to a farm after she attacked Taylor Swift. That's already gone online. Somebody's already yeah. done that. That'd be on Pop Bitch or something, won't you, already? What's that? What's that? I don't know that one. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I think you'd be tuning in. I think oh, you're still yeah. there. That may be a bit of an old do, kids. I may have, I may have just done the MySpace of, uh, I've got no idea. It probably is a new one. Probably of its time. I went, so, I went out for tea uh, hmm. after the show yesterday. I yeah. was meeting my old friend Dave Lightstone from time to time. And uh, we're sitting there. Is, is he a gooner, isn't he, Dave? He's a gooner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, so it's interesting timing. We decided to meet. No, we decided to meet before the game. It's yeah. always a, sort of a better thing. But uh, this particular place, this particular restaurant, is very good for star spotting. Oh yeah. And uh, I, I spotted three. I saw Michael Portilla. He was over there. Oh yeah, yeah, there. yeah. I take it he came by train, did he? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I said the same thing. Mm. Annie Lennox. She was there. Not with Michael Portillo. No, no, on her own. Oh, yeah. On her, well, on her own. Literally. On her own for some time, but joined. Joined by somebody. By, not by Dave Stewart. No, somebody else. It wasn't a get-together of the Eurythmics, was it? <laughs> no. Okay. And uh, and the bloke that's in Grantchester, James Norton. The bloke that's in Grantchester, that's <laughs> yeah. right. So he was there. Plays the vicar. What did they have to eat? Did you have a look? <laughs> I tried to. Yeah, I do. I circulate. I circulate the restaurant. Circulate. I mm. circle the restaurant. Yeah. That's right. In the green room with Andy Jacobs. <laughs> that's right. I wow, am. you won't believe who we saw. He's very impressed because because I'm a good spotter. I'm sort of, I said to him, "That's Annie Lennox." He went, "It isn't." So I googled it. I went, "There is it. She is the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Googled her. Okay. Well, she wasn't wearing any makeup, so you're obviously she's going to look at slightly different. You know. Yeah. You she didn't have like the kind of 
bright orange hair like she had <laughs> no, on the, enough, the cover of the album, <laughs> a lot of white powder makeup. Do you want another one of these mad days of people who are well into their health products? And everything? Yeah, you've been telling us uh, over the last three days of um, uh, the average day in the life of... Tim Gray, it was. Tim Gray, yeah. who, who really is very high maintenance. Oh, so, I don't know, uh, I think this whole piece, the hmm. producer given, has given me more of these, they're all basically similar, but... People go through. I often doubt whether. I think if somebody came to me and said, "What's your daily regime?" I'm sure I'd sort of make it sound a bit, you know, better than it really is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying these people did that, but that's what I do. Because mm. you know, some of these things, you think, do people really live like this? So this is a freelance journalist who lives in North London with her husband. Should I name her? No, no, no don't no. worry about. All that. right. So she says, the first thing I do is scrape my tongue. This is 7.30 a.m. 7 o'clock to 7.30 a.m. So half an hour. Half an hour of tongue scraping. (laughs) I mean, no tongue left. The first thing I do is scrape my tongue using a copper tongue scraper to get rid of the toxins that accumulate overnight. I mean, how many toxins? You can probably get one of those on Instagram, a (laughs) copper tongue scraper. I probably can. I brush my teeth. Well, not a bad idea. I have a shot of live bacteria to keep my gut healthy. Then do online yoga for 25 minutes. Okay, Okay, yeah. Eight o'clock, I take my dog for 40 minutes to get my muscles working. What about the dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 8.45, I body brush to help my circulation before I shower. Hmm. Then massage my body using a massage tool used in Chinese medicine. Honestly, these people. I start my breakfast with digestive bitters. Not digestive biscuits. (laughs) (laughs) You sure they just spelt it wrong? (laughs) No, it helps the digestive process. Okay. Then eat some cheese, sheep or goats, never cows. With corn crackers, vegetables. All my vegetables are organic. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. for you. Olive yeah. oil, Himalayan salt. Why can't people have ordinary salt? All these people always have Himalayan salt. It's got to be from the Himalayas, Andy. It's <laughs> the best salt, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure Edmund Hillary took his own salt with him. Just <laughs> yeah. Didn't bother with the Himalayan. My chippy has the old Himalayan salt. Who? No, of course it does. <laughs> of course. Sometimes egg. All right. I chew everything as much as possible. It's something Paul McKenna believes in, our next guest. Oh, okay. That's something good, I was, good Paul McKenna knowledge. Oh, yeah. I have something I was taught to do at the Viva. A detox clinic in Austria where I go not, each year. Not the Vauxhall garage. <laughs> the gold standard yeah. is 30 chews with every bite. Oh, that's um, oh, nuts on. in May, isn't it? It's the old uh, Roger Sloman in the Mike Lee. Was, yeah, it, it? Fift- was it 53 or 54 <laughs> chews you yeah. had to do? I manage around 15, but never fewer than six. Yeah. Uh, I lie at 10.15, I lie on a bed of nails. <laughs> Plastic studied acupressure. Wouldn't this be great? This was Alan's. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I finished the show at 10, 10 15. <laughs> I lie on a bed of nails. It'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> so unlikely. <laughs> I wish they'd ask Alan, who he is. Um, for lunch, I eat vegetables and some protein, which could be edamame pasta, quinoa, or beans. <laughs> Blimey, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I don't drink fluids 30 minutes before I eat. All oh, right, I get the idea. Uh, oh, 2.30, I work for another three hours. <laughs> Good enough for you to fit yeah. that in. What does she do? Uh, I don't, oh, she's a freelance journalist. Oh, okay, fair enough. When I'm back, I lie on a bed of nails again. Or what for we used to minutes. call unemployed. <laughs> course when i was a freelance exactly. journalist it, me, it helps me connect with my body after a day looking at the screen well it's not a day for three hours yeah uh, all I, that tongue <laughs> scraping and lying on a bed of nails should we leave it there okay, one final little bit go on then uh in the evenings i'd have a work event or dinner with friends at home i'm vegetarian and steer clear you said that of cow's milk mm. i eat sugar in a moderate way i don't eat raw food after 4 p.m uh hold on if possible i'll go for something that's dairy free eating at home i often do a version of
of Mexican food. I've been to teetotal for seven months. That's not Alan. I felt I didn't need alcohol, and it makes my tongue really, really dry, which I hate. We'll it's scrape all, it then. It's all about the tongue, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's all about the tongue, really. It all comes back to the tongue. So oh, she sounds sweet. interesting. What a life. What a life. Not enough hours in the day. <laughs> uh, Dale says, thanks for ruining my Friday evening. I was going to watch the Big Bash. The city, uh, that was Spoiler alert, apparently. Oh, spoiler I can't believe alert. you can have a... If you've got to start doing spoiler alerts, Dale, on the Big Bash. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's not great. I do oh, apologise. Take yeah. it up with that listener who asked me the score. <laughs> True. Um, we also mentioned the uh, childcare website that's uh, looking for the couple who, who advertised on it, looking for a football coach or ex-footballer to help their mm. kids come on in their football skills because they're showing signs that they're quite good. Um, you've been sending us some uh, people that could do it. Steve McNanniman, says uh, <laughs> Martin in Saltburn. Um, Cot Parker, says Jason in Woodford. <laughs> Fraser Foster Carer. That, no, that's got not quite the same mark. <laughs> not in quite the same. Paul Nursery Nurson. Uh, nursery that doesn't really work either. I think we are. We're I basically scraping it. the bottom of the <laughs> tongue here, aren't we? Oh, yeah. How about Nappy Wells? from? That's very good. <laughs> yeah, that's QPR, not, says Jerry. That's not bad. Um, what else? Um, Igor Naughty Stepanovs. Very good, says good. Al. Um, Kindergarten Klopp, says Lawrence. And the one that doesn't work, uh, Mary, Pop Mary Poppins Indy. <laughs> so there we are. I think we've completely and utterly, we've rung the very last drop. I'd like you to read out, uh, out of that. <laughs> Mary Poppins Indy. We know where he's coming from. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Uh, Andy was telling us earlier on a, uh, a couple have advertised on a uh, kind of childcare website for uh, a nanny to come in who could uh, teach their child to play football. The child is showing... Uh, two of the children. Two of the children. Want to be showing, professional footballers. Yeah, they're showing quite a bit of uh, sort of sign someone, of it. Someone to come in and look after them and teach them to play football. Obviously, we suggested uh, Nanny, the former Manchester United and Portugal mm. player. And you had a few other suggestions. Of course, Nanny Al Habsi, says uh, Alan. Nanny Welbeck, says Dean. Nanny Welbeck. Uh, what about Granny Xhaka, says <laughs> West End John. That's good. Or uh, Andy says Steve Kindergarten Couple. Uh, Mrs. Paul Rideout Fire. That's a, a, bit, work. a bit of a Lee stretch. Lee and Staffs. Uh, what about the famous um, mm. childminder, uh, P. 
Peter Kresh. It quite worked, is it, Martin? Nearly. And Ferenc Push Chairs. Very good. <laughs> M Green gives us that one. Well done, the M Green. So thanks for all of those. Uh, that probably has exhausted him, but I say that, and then there's another full ball of them. We'll see. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawks being Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Tom Ackling joins us uh, a little bit later on. There was a big NBA game in London last night, and uh, it was exciting. Uh, we're Very. reflecting on that. Mm. A couple of other stories in the world of basketball. Will Ferrell gets a mention. Snoop Dogg as well, as we look at the world of American sport. We'll have the clips of the week. Uh, but before all of that, with a week of sport on TV, it's Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. And good afternoon to you, boys. Mm. So, um, yes, I've been watching a lot of daytime sport. I mean, the great thing, <laughs> the great thing, well, you've got the Aussie Open going on, so you've got that at breakfast time, yeah. which will keep you away from Piers Morgan or the appalling BBC breakfast show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you'd have to watch that because you've got the Aussie Open, which is brilliant. Uh, and then in the afternoon, of course, uh, BBC Two uh, are covering the the snooker, the snooker masters from uh, Ali Pali. Yes. So. So I've been watching a lot of uh, sport during the day, which obviously obviously interferes with tipping points. Uh, but it's <laughs> it's good that they it's good that they put uh, sport on um, to keep uh, us elderly folk uh, off the off the roads. No, you know, apart from Prince Philip, obviously. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. very good point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> topical one. Of that. It's topical, you see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, topical. Yeah, yeah. You don't if, want if old only folk stayed in and watched the snooker. <laughs> if only, if yeah. only it was a no, snooker. No, I'm standing fan. outside. My wife. One of my wife's clients, she's a hairdresser. One of my wife's clients is about, she's well into her 90s. She absolutely loves the snooker. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, it does appeal to older people. My mother in law likes it. I'd like to point out at this point that I'm not well into my 90s. Um, <laughs> but it, it does have. It, you still it, got your license? Still got my license. Oh, that's yeah, good. That's good not, to hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can still read the number plate of the car in front. From time to time, I test myself, see if I can still read the number plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, provided I'm, I have to drive very close to the car in front. Yeah, of course you I do. Yeah, still read the don't do that at home. So, um, anyway. so it's good, the snooker. I mean, I like, the, I like Hazel Irving. I think she's a good presenter. And, yeah, very good. Uh, Jason. Mohammed, and I also like the fact that they recognise that there are um, people more senior watching because I was watching the match between Ryan Day and uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan mm. and Ryan Day tends to move around the table a lot. You know, Ronnie is quite, he takes his shots quite quickly, he's not walking around sort of eyeing up the shot all the yeah. time. And they were saying about Ryan Day, it was Ken Doherty was uh, was one of the pundits there mm-hmm. and he said, oh yeah Ryan Day, he does move around a lot he's done done more travelling than Judith Chalmers. I thought, there's one for the <laughs> yeah, teenagers. That is, right. <laughs> that is an old reference. Occasionally when you go for one of those, you can't grasp anything a bit more contemporary and you just go with the, the obvious one, That's don't precisely you? what yeah, he did there. So yeah. the, because, and then they also Amanda sh- Lamb, I suppose. Yeah. It could have gone down that route. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. It could have done. Yeah. Yeah, even that's a long time ago. <laughs> well, yeah. I would have said... Richard Ayoade would be the zeitgeist. Yeah. And, 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 well, other, and other people. <laughs> Romesh yeah. Ranganathan would be the, oh, would be oh, the zeitgeisty oh, yeah. one. Oh, really? Okay. So I've written to Ken saying, you know, you want to update your references. Yeah. You know, just listen to Hawksby and Jacobs. Uh, Imagine uh, if he did suddenly say Ronich. Yeah. Very yeah. confusing. Yeah, go on. It was good. Um, but what I uh, what I enjoyed about the snooker also was the fact that there were people, sort of vintage people like myself watching and they do sh- show you the events of previous years. So they had us, you know, with the news items and all that stuff. Yeah. It's an old 
soft radio format as well, isn't it? You play the hits from 2004 and you do the news bulletins from 2004. But the, when they were doing that year, 2004, obviously the snooker highlights, but they also showed you a, a news night bit with a, an incredibly young-looking Jeremy Paxman. Yeah. I mean, I know it's 15 years ago, but... God, you know, he couldn't do that 10-year challenge thing. <laughs> but he's, uh, you know, very young-looking Jeremy Paxman, telling people that uh, to keep their computers in a room that's, uh, so the kids can't access the computers. Right. So, you know, no thought of the children Good having their advice. own computers. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, no thought of the children ha having their own computers and laptops and iPads and all uh, that sort of Sky thing. Sky Sports News are fond of this. We've noticed this over the years. They say there's an odd own goal on the weekend. They'll then go back and trawl through and show you 10 odd own goals and they, they do this all, all, yeah. any it's, incident it's a anything. journalistic staple yeah. nothing wrong with that no I suppose not really no, 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 well, no. well on that subject I did watch uh, West Ham getting promoted to the uh, Premier League in 2012 they showed that match yeah. and uh, it's amazing it's only seven years ago and there's players I, I hardly remember Ricardo Vazte who scored the winning goal to mm. uh, to send uh, West Ham into the uh, into the Premier League oh, yeah. I remember him yeah. Ricardo Vazte I, I, I did notice this week uh, during the Half time of the Newcastle Blackburn. Yes, it was that game. Bit the BBC had that one, didn't they? Mm, yeah. yeah. And uh, Kenny no, I Summers. That, I think that was on uh, BBC. Oh, was the, the, sorry, it was the other game. Derby Southampton. Derby Southampton was on the Europe, BBC. You're correct. And Kenny Summers, who was uh, reporting at half time, she had an iPad. And it's this sort of new obligatory thing, this, that a reporter carries an iPad. So I've got a friend who works for Sky Sports News, and I actually did go to the trouble of asking him. What's on it? I mean, are you watching a film? Was it? It's not like Richard Osman's laptop with nothing on it, <laughs> no, on no, pointless. There's stuff there. No, no, there. it does have stuff. It has running orders and it has a bit, you can use it exactly like you Google stuff yeah. and all that. So, yeah. What about well, that? I've got a bit of an in at uh, Sky uh, News. You have, because, these um, days. That's yes, right. that's very true. She's been over in Melbourne for three, because I, I, I watched the uh, tennis mm. and obviously... She's Martin's daughter, watched, by the way. This is my daughter, Martha Kellner, who's yeah. the mm. uh, sports, correspondent. sports correspondent for Sky News. Yeah. So she had a, uh, she went to Melbourne... Yeah. For like, a, well, you say that it's like two days she was there. She went wow. there purely um, to report on uh, Murray's uh, retirement because right. she's for Sky News. Yeah. They're only interested in the news angle of it. And the thing about, I think I've said this here before, if you're a tennis correspondent uh, in the UK, mm. you're not really the tennis correspondent. You're the Andy Murray correspondent yeah, because that's there's, true. there's no interest beyond that, mm. um, really. So uh, I know Johanna Conta had quite a good match. Um, yeah, well, albeit three o'clock in the morning. That's <laughs> three o'clock in the morning over there. Yeah. I'm just wondering with the snooker, Martin, that it's it's so tailored to that kind of audience that you've discussed, mm. the people in their twilight years. That maybe at about hey, uh, not twilight years, but more senior. Okay, people. more senior people. <laughs> they, that sort of three o'clock, three thirty. They might just suddenly stop for an hour because you know she's dropped off because at that time the heating's been on for a couple of hours. Yeah. It's, it's very warm in there. So it's very warm in there. I, know, she, I, I think, and they just. Well, say, I have suggestions. They bring back the Potter's Wheel for that yeah. uh, for that bit because it does. Those of us who watch television in the late fifties, early sixties. If Ronnie just says, so Ronnie just says, and Ronnie's walked away from the table because uh, Maureen's dropped off. She often goes asleep about half. Yeah. Just give half hour, wake her up, and then just uh, that's not a bad idea. That's a million dollar idea you've got. Yeah. There. It's a yeah, it's all old uh, people are called yeah. Maury. Yeah. <laughs> Half hour break because Maureen's dropped off. Yeah. Uh, now, um, I watched you... the football. Yeah, I oh, watched yeah. Uh, Southampton Derby. I thought the, uh, the which was the BBC's match this yeah, week. Yeah. I thought they maybe went a bit early with the grey suits. Um, because you know, they all wore grey suits. Right. The, um, mm. Gary Lineker had a uh, had a suit on, uh, and the others, uh, uh, Shearer and 
Jermaine Jenner, whoever it was. I can't remember who the third one was. Who was in the studio with him? That's a very good point. I don't was, remember. Was that. it right? Was it? No, it was Jermaine Jenner. I can't remember. It. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. Alan yeah. Shearer plus, plus one. Yeah. And uh, they'd <laughs> you all... Now make him feel special. <laughs> Sorry, Wrighty or JJ. Whoever it was. Um, but they all had grey suits on the uh, yeah. uh, And I thought, third round replay? That's going a bit early with the suits. <laughs> the, yeah, I think the suits should be brought in the fourth round at the earliest. So just a <laughs> there point. was a lot of controversy in this game in the, in the fact oh, that the they... Oh, the VAR, yeah. No, well, forget the VAR. More Theresa May's speech outside yes. Downing Street about a lot of people felt they should have gone away. You know, they should basically put the highlights on, not the highlights, the extra time on BBC Two and stuck to the 10 o'clock BBC One no. news. But Nobody will. I, will. I mean, I'm, I'm very interested in politics. Obviously, working on talk radio, you have to keep an interest in these of sort of things. Yeah. Um, but I thought they did exactly the right thing, put the news uh, on to BBC Two. And, of course, it gave uh, Gary uh, a bit more scope for some more jokes. Gary, we know, is, a, is an ardent Remainer. Uh, almost, yeah. he's almost mm. a Ramona. If you ever watch his tweets, he's uh, mm. he's always tweeting about it. So um, he did one or two things. He said, uh, "What was the one he said?" Um, yes, that survived the. Oh, he didn't say they survived the no confidence vote. He says, "Well, it's all being reported on BBC uh, Two now, so it's your choice: Brexit or the penalty shootout. Your <laughs> choice. But who's going to ever switch off a football match for the penalty shootout <laughs> no. just yeah. to find out that you knew that it was the vote of confidence, wasn't it? Yeah. And you knew she would win the vote of confidence. It was Jermaine Jenis. I've was, just, I've just <laughs> stood down. Well done. Thank sorry, sorry, Jermaine. Yeah. What, a, what a fantastic job he did as well. Yeah, right. um, great suit. Great yeah. Uh, Danny Murphy, I thought, did a good job. He had a great story about um, somebody got hit on the side. Somebody was, you know, there was a clash of heads. Yeah. yeah. And he got on the side of the head, hit the Mm. cheek, and he said how uh, painful that is as a player. And he said when he played for Crew Alexandra, they were playing uh, Shrewsbury, who had an aging Gary Megson, bit of a Sheffield (laughs) legend. Yeah. An aging Gary Megson who got fed up with the way the youngsters from Crew. Uh, were giving uh, Shrewsbury the run round mm. and just headed headed the side of his head, and he said it felt like I'd been hit by a hammer. Uh, and those Sheffielders who know, because he is a Sheffield Wednesday legend, who, who yeah. know Gary Megson as a player, will know that that was um, that was a good story. You're not allowed to do that these days. No, yeah, you're not. They've gone you're soft, not. the lads. If you can't yeah. head deliberately head someone in the head, no, I know. What's the game come what to, has Martin? The game what has the game come to? <laughs> so anyway, so I thought that was good. I watched. Uh, I was although I kept up with the politics. Um, last night watching Question Time and I just thought I'd mention that yes. um, Fiona Bruce I think he's doing a bang up job on Question Time oh, yes. they, uh, they, they last night they uh, they were very cruel the BBC in that they put Diane Abbott in between um, in between Isabel Oakshot yes. you know, the reporter and uh, Fiona Bruce both of whom are sharp as a tack mm. um, Diane Abbott not quite sharp as a tack um, not an intellectual heavyweight, but I just thought I'd share with you uh, a, a joke I got on Twitter, which you don't have to dump. It's a good joke. Uh, they said uh, <laughs> that, that means you do. No, you don't. You don't. Uh, Diane the Abbott, producer's uh, is hovering. He's hovering. That's he's right hovering. Yeah. He's always. No, hovering. It, was a, it was a lovely little joke. It just said Diane Abbott's just been on a tour of Ireland, uh, and they asked her what did you think of County Down, and she said I preferred it when Carol Vorderman was doing it. Hey. But oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. 
that's, so, a, that's the caliber of tweet, though. I guess. So, Martin, uh, can we? Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, this is Colin, who's Mr. Zeitgeist. He said, "Judith Chalmers." I'm still telling people who like to travel they have more holidays than Alan Wicker. <laughs> oh yeah, well, so that's yeah. Thing, right? oh, that's brilliant. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Uh, time now for a couple of clips, as promised, from Fisherman's Blues. The first one, quite brief and overly cruel, nothing to do with me, <laughs> Andy. Uh, you can re- you can give us the the end of this one. Yes, anyway, this was the start of uh, the part of Nigel that I listened to last week. Okay. <laughs> Nice, simple one from Chris Bird, who says, Nigel, Happy New Year. God bless. Thank you very much for that, Chris. Yeah, what's that got to do with fishing? That's just being nice. Can't people just be nice? Can't My wife so agreed with me. I overly critical. Yes, because you've poisoned her, that's why. So, and the other Don't one... Don't give me ideas. Yeah. <laughs> and the other one yeah. uh, is... Uh, this was a... Uh, he was looking for some information on the screen. Yes, it, can, it sort of seemed to take him quite a bit of time. He got a bit flustered, and you'll see uh, one bloke appeared as two blokes. Okay. Uh, Dean Barlow last night, which I thought I'd better share with you. Um, let me just... I've got so much I've been meaning to tell you this morning. We ne- you know, if you see how much things I think I'm going to tell you, I never quite have time to get it all in on the morning. But, um, yeah, Dean Marlowe posted a report last night from uh, Larford Golden Rod Qualifier. Yeah. Um, Is that Dean Marlowe or Dean Barlow? I'm really confused. Over, just... <laughs> He started off as Dean Barlow, and then by the time he found the results, he was Dean Marlow. You'll get flustered. You can't call the bloke Dean Barlow, Dean Marlow. No, I don't think either of them care, Dean Marlow or Dean Barlow. I think neither of the Marlows or the Barlows are Paolo Dean Barlow. <laughs> yeah, what a player he was. Tremendous. That's it then. Sorry, Nigel. Nothing to do with me. He's a terrible bloke. He doesn't listen to the podcast. Well, I bet he does sake. now. He's sticking pins in your effigy. Um, anyway, we'll catch up with you on Monday. Thanks for downloading us. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.